Welcome to After Hours with Dr. Sigalov, where he can share ideas and thoughts with you. He gets to the heart of the issue so that you can find the truth. The views and opinions expressed are his and do not represent the U.S. Army, DOD, nor the U.S. government. Dr. Sigalov was either off-duty or on approved leave, and Dr. Sigalov was not in uniform at the time of recording. Now, to Dr. Sigalov. Okay, I want to thank you for joining me again today. I want to uh, first start by... Thanking all the Patreon supporters. We got Shell, Sam, and Angela Shelke, uh, Perry, Ty, Kevin, Kate, uh, Joe, PJ, Rebecca, Emmy, Amanda, Spetsnasty, Jay. There's some new ones, Pat and Bev. We've got Linda Garcia. Uh, I want to thank you all so much for supporting me. It means the world to me. Um, you know, send me questions if you have them, and I try to get you new new content early. Um, I'm not going to guarantee that I'm going to always be able to do that, but that will be something that I definitely try to do for y'all. Today we have a special guest. His name is Justin. He was, or is, once a Marine, always a Marine. He was in the Marine Corps. And he's recently started a podcast about a year ago, around the same time that I started mine. And I think these kindred spirits, these young men who are coming together in the same generation almost and and see a need, just like he, he saw a need, I saw a need. We both started a podcast around the same time. His has more of a biblical focus, which I think is amazing. And kind of the reason that he told me he started this was as a record so for his kids to have. And, and similar for me, that's also kind of why I started this, but it's also so I could reach people that I couldn't reach before. Because a little personal note about myself is I remember driving to work in Alaska. It was pitch black out because it was dark all winter. And I was making little phone notes in memos for my kids to hear someday. And then this is kind of the progression of that. Um, and this keeps me more honest and makes me do more of them than if I'm just doing it by myself because I'm not as disciplined as I'd like to be. Uh, but Justin, great to have you here with us today. Thank you, Sam. Glad to be here. I appreciate uh, I've watched the last few episodes that you've had, and um, I, I'm very much grateful to be in such good company with all the men that you've had on. As I'm with with all of them and with you as well, because this is, um, and it's not just men, it's women too. I just haven't had an opportunity to to interview as many women. So I want to make that clear. It's, it's, these are great people, God's people, we're all God's children, but kind of tell me some of your story or tell, tell all of us your story. Sure, Sam. Yeah. So you mentioned, uh, Marine Corps, uh, was where my, my adult life started a couple of weeks after high school. I shipped out to MCRD San Diego. Uh, I spent five years becoming a cryptologic linguist, uh, learning Arabic. Um, I did a deployment to Iraq in 2015, um, after my military service, my wife and I moved from California back home to Iowa, um, and I went to you know university on the government dime, uh, given my service, which was great. Very grateful for that. Uh, and then I finished that experience in 2020 at the height of, of COVID and, and pandemic and everything. So I found a job working at home. Um, you know, since then I've been working at home with minimal travel, um, raising a couple of kids. You know, doing the the classic Midwestern family dream and. Uh, as you mentioned, the last year or so uh, since January 2022, I started this podcast uh, passion project, more so a blog, like I told you, um, just about my experiences. I know um, it's become more faith-based uh, through time, and I think that's God working through uh, what I'm trying to do. Um, but mostly it's how am I keeping up to date on um, my, you know, my Bible studies, my scripture readings, how am I um, 
you know, paying attention during a sermon at church. I know that's sometimes hard to do, especially after, you know, being up with children all night, um, just whatever happens as a parent. And then uh, fitness and, and a little bit of everything is, is in the show. Um, a couple of years ago, I really wanted to start a podcast at the height of um, the 2020 election results. And, and I was big into politics and I was, you know, rooting for, for this team or that team. And I'm so thankful <laughs> I didn't start a podcast back then. It, it was of, you know, I'd just be still lost in the sauce. And I think I started at the right time because it's, it's focused on what's actually important and not, uh, you know, the, the bread and, and the, the races at the Roman Coliseum, if you want to call it that. Yeah, I think it's a great point. It's amazing how God works in our lives to get us motivated to actually move at the right point. And, you know, me too, if I would have started a little bit earlier, the army could have had more influence over me and not allowed me to do this. But since it started afterwards, now they luckily haven't, you know, praise God they haven't. And the reason I started this, another one of the reasons why I started this was they didn't let me talk at at work. I couldn't talk about any of these things at work. And so on a good week, the most I could talk to was 105 people. And now the Lord has blessed me and allowed me to reach, you know, sometimes 600 people per podcast. And sometimes, you know, I've had one that reached 8,000, almost 9,000 views on Rumble, and you know, in the 600 typically, which is just, it's a huge blessing. That's great to see. And then you as the content creator, I know you probably get excited when you see, you know, it's, it's, you put out something that's of high quality and it's getting to more people and you know that for sure what you're doing um, is paying off and, and hopefully God's working through it. And one thing that I've been able to see is, you know, it's interesting because mine's been biblically focused and yours is biblically focused. Um, I probably don't hit the biblical part as much, but that's certainly the strong undertones. But it's, I think we see the same problem. And the problem is we need a revival. And, and even the Russians, when they said they want to infiltrate and destroy America, one of the things they said they needed to do was take out the religious people. And the only way you can start turning back from that, that, that direction they were to destroy our country from the inside out was to have a revival. And that's kind of what you're doing. You're starting to get this revival going, get the biblical teaching back in the school, make it cool again to be a Jesus freak. <laughs> Jesus freak. I remember that growing up, the, uh, the Jesus freak album, my parents, they loved it. But certainly, I, I would agree with you. There's plenty of people out there, um, Dr. Jordan Peterson. There's some other big names out there that are saying that there's a generation of young men that are being left behind that that have no hope. They don't have anything to cling to. Um, and to your point, I think if we need to get people back into church, back into Scripture, um, and, and we might, you know, be able to ch- turn the tide, uh, as it were, not necessarily save America or, or anything like that. That would be great if we could, um, if if that's what what the plan is, but, um, just bringing people back into the church, making family, uh, the most important thing in people's lives again. Um, I think, you know, we could start, have small beginnings like you and I here starting podcasts, but certainly maybe we can make a change nationwide. Yeah. So tell me some of the things that you've been talking, you've learned over the past year, especially with your Bible study and then how that has shaped your message and what your message is. Yeah, of course, Sam. So uh, I would say last year, wanting to start a podcast, uh, I went into the Marine Corps. My favorite Bible verse was um, John fifteen thirteen. 
Greater love hath no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Uh, still a big verse to me. I made a, a whole design on my website um, is a cross, and it says not eager, forever willing, just to echo that that statement that if um, I don't, I certainly wouldn't want to die for my friend, um, just like Christ didn't necessarily want to die on the cross, but we have to be willing to make that kind of sacrifice if the moment arises. Uh, but now more so, I would say, um, that first Corinthians sixteen thirteen is more so uh, a favorite of mine, you know, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. There's so many things that you can observe in the world, um, that are just, and the antithesis of, of faith and what we're trying to focus on, um, you know, myself and, and you, Sam, um, and if we can stand firm, uh, as that, that verse lays out for us, I think life would be better. Yeah. Cause that's, that's one of the biggest things lately is being able to stand in faith and doing what God says, even when the world says, no, we're going to make something different. This is, we're going to destroy you for that. Right. Right. And in the, in scripture, we learn that, um, if you're going to be a Christian, the world's going to hate you. <laughs> and that's not exactly what cultural Christianity would lay out for you. You know, you're supposed to accept salvation, um, start to develop a relationship with Jesus, and then it's smooth sailing from then. You know, life is supposed to be good. Um, and that's not to say that life won't be good. I'm certainly always going to be blessed um, because of what's God done, God, what God's done in my life. Um, but the world's going to hate us, and that's just just the way that it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, have you been studying the unseen realm at all? The unseen realm? No, I haven't. And this is where Paul talks about our, our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and principalities of darkness. That idea. And there's this, there's this really good book called, I read it maybe in 2018. It's been out since about 2015. It's by Dr. Michael Heiser, PhD, and he, he knows uh, quite a few of these ancient texts. And what's really cool is he, he shows you in there how that idea that Paul clearly explicitly says that our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and principalities, that it's woven through the entire Old Testament. But we wouldn't know that if we don't know the language and the connotation and how, you know, the, the devil is like, like a lion ready to devour. And in a spiritual sense, he, he is there. Yeah, I'd, I'd look forward to, to reading that book. I've got it pulled up here in my notes to jump into. Um, I know that people are always saying that Hollywood's run by Satanists or this president is, is literally Satan's, you know, puppet or, you know, back and forth, the, the, around and around we go. Um, but I think from what it sounds like, your brief description there, it sounds like we need to realize that it's not politics. It's not left versus right. It's, it's more so good versus evil. And it's not the people, but what they're standing for, the ideas or, or how they're being used by Satan to further an agenda to tear people away from God. For sure. I, I thought you were talking about that in uh, one of your Instagram uh, clips that I had put up. And I may be catching you off guard here a little bit. But that was what really made me want to reach out to you was that idea of this unseen realm of how we're, there is a spiritual battle and it, you know, it seems like, oh, well, why would, why would so-and-so do, and, you know, in governmental regions, why would they make this dumb decision? They keep making these dumb decisions. These, but is it really a dumb decision? I'm not saying that 
that they're consciously making this decision either. I'm saying that there's a whisper in the ear. There's something that says, oh, we'll do this. It'll be good for you or it'll be good for someone else even. You know, like the whole global warming idea. It seems like it's, oh, it'll be so great for everybody if we, we don't pollute as much, which is good. But there's that little twist in there where it, it changes and it, the meaning and, and it's not done to help humanity survive better or to thrive better or to go and conquer the world and subjugate the world. It's done in a sense that humans are bad and there needs to be less humans on Earth. And that's what we've been seeing a lot of. Yeah, I don't know which uh, which reel that you saw, Sam. Um, there's one I know that I put out where it's like, Mom, what do you mean uh, you're fighting demons? And then it cuts to like a clip and the guy's got swords and, and he's fighting a, a literal demon. Um, so that, that might have been it. Um, and I think maybe it, it's God's providence. Maybe it's God's providence that I put something out there that, that was on your mind, and, and here we are having a conversation about it. Um, and I think you're right. We have that um, silly idea of the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other. Uh, but way back in, in the beginning, you know, the, the serpent tempted Eve um, in the garden. And, and that's how, you know, it's just that little nudge towards you want, you want the knowledge of good versus evil. You want to be on the same plane as God. Um, and in the current day, it could be, like you said, it could be using uh, things like global warming, climate change, using uh, uh, the pandemic the last couple of years to further an agenda that it might be more so how to gain personal power or wealth instead of furthering um, the betterment of mankind and, and steering people more towards God and, and towards our own, um, our own benefit. Yeah. I'm mean, trying to get us more towards destruction of humanity than, than doing better, right. Than helping our, our fellow brothers and sisters. Right. Right. Yeah. It could be, it could be really easy. I know that um, communism and other ideologies are out there and they're, they're, um, saying that if they're followed through to their to their ends, then utopia will be found. But I think utopia is definitely not going to be found that way. Uh, I think it, it's more simple than that. It could just be you and I, you know, fathering um, good people, having healthy marriages, being better uh, leaders in the community, um, being pillars of the community, being charitable, um, being personally excellent. And we might be able to get enough people on board. We might be able to get enough momentum with a movement like that, that doesn't destroy and kill people. Um, and, and we can just transform the world and point people's aims a little higher, um, and actually realize what you could call a utopia. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, that's a perfect example is, you know, the idea of trying to get us back in the garden, you know, the devil got us out. He's not going to get us back in. And a lot of people buy that lie that some sort of socialism, Marxism, communism, one of whatever ism it is, is going to get us back to that utopia where everything was perfect. But that's every single time, every single time it's led to just a meat grinder of destruction. And, and you spent time. Where did you say you were deployed? I was in Iraq in 2015. Um, so I was up there. Uh, at Al Assad Air Base, I wasn't. We didn't leave the base. It wasn't the most extreme, you know, example of, of military service. Um, but you know, we were we were over there. We're getting mortar strikes that are they're more so random than anything. It's just ISIS kind of lobbing <laughs> lobbing things at you. That that, that kind of messed with me the most. Um, but yeah, like I said, I was a cryptologic linguist, so we did twelve on, twelve off. I was part of a, a four man team um, from the signals intelligence, you know, part of the Marine Corps. That was our team, and, and we were just doing our thing, 
12 hours on, 12 hours off, trying to hit the gym and try not to go crazy with the mundane existence. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, like, that's a perfect example of dictatorship. And then, you know, it, there's the idea that someone wants a paradise, but it's not a paradise to most people. And then ISIS comes in and they want to make a paradise, but it's not a paradise for most people. There are some people that it's, you know, pretty decent for, but it, it's at what cost? The cost is great human cost. And then we go in there and we try and make it better. And I think we did a lot of good, but in that process, you have to drive out the evil. And that's, that's at great human cost as well. Right, right. I'm sure you and I could have hours of conversation on how we could improve the military engagements the past 20 years or so. Yeah, but you know, I, um, but yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah, and I I can't really get into that because I've never been in combat. I've been you know non combat deployment. Um, so I truly appreciate everybody who's been in those places who doesn't you know you don't know when you're sitting there that's going to be the last time you eat a piece of ham because it was the Thanksgiving bombing. Like I had a, a roommate who. Um, his, his roommate was the one who was sitting at that, where the bomb went off right next to the guy who blew himself up in Iraq uh, for Thanksgiving. And that was his roommate that died and he was going to be sitting there eating. And it's that never know when God's going to say, okay, that's it. Right. It's in his timing and it oftentimes won't line up with, with your own hopes and dreams and especially being over there if if everything was random like when I was in Iraq just lobbing mortars you know over the the barricades and you truly never know so it made me certainly appreciate my pre-marriage pre-kid life um and now more so um hoping to raise children that never have to see anything like that but I know that you know they certainly could um and I won't keep them from entering the the military or or serving their country if that's what's laid on on their heart and what what God's guiding them towards um but just i I hope to i think there's a saying I hope to fight the dragons in my lifetime so that my kids don't have to yeah and that's that's what I've been doing um with this whole covid stuff too is you know if we leave any fights for our children they that we should have won, they won't have the ground to stand on or the weapons to use to fight. Yep, I'd agree with that. Especially, I know at the end of 2022, you can feel like a failure for not saying anything earlier, you know, in 2020 when all this sort of madness started. But there's no there's no sunk cost, that, that that old sunk cost fallacy. There's You can stand up today and start voicing your concerns. You can start pointing people towards more of a, a reality, um, reading reading and, and learning things about what's going on in the world. Um, and you can start that today. It doesn't have to be that you failed already. It's not, it's not a past tense thing unless you let it be. That's right. I mean, that's exactly what the whole, what all of Christianity about is about is there's redemption, redemption today. And, you know, Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand. It's not something far off. It's when two or three gather together and they practice the beatitudes, we can have, a semblance of that kingdom of God right here, right now. It's not just fire insurance. It's to make life better here and now. Right. Yep. Certainly not uh get out of jail free card. Um, you know, I, I went to church on Sunday, so Monday I can do whatever I want. Yeah, definitely not a jail, get out of jail free card. Still responsible for what you do, what your actions are, even if you are inspired by the unseen realm to do things that are untoward towards people still responsible for your actions. Uh, there can be forgiveness, but there is still, to have righteousness, you must have, you know, justice as well. Right, 
Right. Yeah, and the the ultimate goal of justice, and um, I would hope a justice system that you have in, in any nation would be uh, retribution, not just rehabilitation. Um, you know, the the evildoers, to put a cartoonish label to it, must be must be punished for what they've done. Um, and I don't know that that's necessarily always the case, but that would be ideal. That's the whole point of justice. Right. Yeah. To have justice served on us means that there is is reward and punishment appropriately doled out. And and we're all sinners, and we are all deserving of death. And Jesus has come and died for all of us that we can all have eternal life with Him. Um, but there's still earthly consequences that you know if you deserve to go to prison or you deserve to have whatever punishment the legal system says, then that's that needs to be carried out as well so that we can have healing. We can come back together and we can live in a society. Like I can easily forgive my neighbor who thought, Oh, everybody's got to get vaxxed. It's, I can easily forgive them. I have, a, I personally have more difficult time forgiving others. Um, when I don't see justice. Now the forgiveness is more of a me thing. It hurts me if I don't forgive. It doesn't really hurt them. Yeah, yeah. People asked for amnesty based on how they acted the past couple of years, and and that's fine. Let's let's forgive, uh, but maybe not forget. There still needs to be, um, like I said, retribution. There there should be some sort of consequence or accountability for how things have gone the last couple of years. Um, and I I don't think that that's not in keeping with the biblical perspective. Um, I'd certainly, like you said, Sam, um, Christ came for us all and he died for us all. And, and that's something that when I sit in my church pews on, on Sunday, that's one thing that I always wrestle with in my head is how am I so deserving or I'm not deserving of of that grace that that's been offered to me. Um, and how am I disrespecting that sacrifice on, on, on a daily basis? Um, I can always look at look at Sam and and point out what you're doing wrong, but it's even harder on, on any given day to look at myself and say, how, how am I doing? Um, and it's usually, you know, not a, not a good answer to that question. Um, but every day I'm, I'm trying to, to get better. Yeah. And that's, that's one great thing about having kids is like, they really motivate you to, to be honest. Like when you say you're going to do something, you better follow through because boy, that boy will come and tell me, daddy, you said you were going to, Oh, you're right. I did. You're right. I did. Let me do that. Or, you know, the heartbreak in, in your daughter's eye when you when you didn't do something, you're, it's like, oh, okay. Um, but also to be the role model for your son to become, for who you want him to be, how you want him to treat his wife someday by treating your wife that way, how you want your daughter to look for a man who, who's going to treat his, treat her the way that you treat your wife. And this is part of that, that same idea that Jordan Peterson is teaching, is we need, and he focuses on, on men being men. And how it's it's not toxic to be masculine. It actually pre- prevents toxicity when men are masculine, when they protect, when they do what they're supposed to. And I think he I think he was the one that said that a weak man um, can do a lot of destruction or something. Paraphrased a bit. Yeah, yeah. A weak man is not a good man. Um, I think is is what you're referring to is is what if one of his understandings of the word meek um, is that you should be capable of of force um to to you know to put it eloquently capable of force but you keep that part of yourself under control you don't let the monster out unless the the occasion arises 
Um, and I work from home, like I said. So just like you said, Sam, being around the kids more so than I would be if I was out of the office. There's a lot of um, making sure I'm, I'm doing what I'll say I'll do. If uh, if it's quiet time and, and Dad's reading a book before you know my toddler has his nap time, then you know that's that's what I'm doing. You know, emails or calls can come, but that's what that's what has to happen because um, if I want him to be a man of his word, I need to to show him how to do that. Yeah, and I love Jordan Peterson, how he describes meekness from the biblical perspective and how he says, like, Abraham was a great example. You know, he he was able to mount up a posse and slay five kingdoms when someone took some, when they came and took someone from his family. And, and that's that idea of being a monster. Well, maybe, let me rephrase that, being monstrous and controlling it and having that weapon that's sheathed and knowing when to, when to pull it and when not to draw it. Right. Yeah, exactly. As if if, uh, you and I, Sam, were out, you know, concealed carry, not being, you know, unwise and and certainly being able to protect people if it's necessary. Uh, We're trained to use that firearm. We're we're feeling that we're up to it because, you know, I would recommend only carrying if you're if you're trained and and going to the range regularly. But um, it's that idea that you you and I might have our firearm at the ready. Um, If anything were to happen, we're not going out looking for trouble. Um, like I said, you're not you're not eager, but you're going to be willing. You're forever willing. And actually, the better part of wisdom is to avoid conflict whenever you can, because you win every fight, you don't get in, <laughs> and that's the reality. <laughs> right, right, yeah, exactly. And there's too many stories of uh, like bar fights where just you know fisticuffs, nothing crazy, but somebody punches another individual and they pass out or or get knocked unconscious and then they hit their head on a cement pavement on the way down and and all, all of a sudden your life's over because that person has uh has perished or, or has some horrible disfigurement um and and like we're talking about here it, it's knowing to avoid that sort of situation you, you you can certainly take the fight um you know you've been training your your jujitsu if you want that's huge these days uh, but knowing to walk away from a, a case like that is uh, is true wisdom that's one of the things that we get from the bible and is is wisdom and that's it was listening to a a series that um, was that the Bible Project had about Deuteronomy, and they were reviewing all the law. And it was really just striking to hear them review the law and learn how to, a good judge will use what's taken in the past as law and apply it to new times when we don't have specific, you know, indications of what to do in specific times. And a good example, they didn't talk about this specifically, but like, you know, the two women come up to, this is Solomon. And they say, well, he says, well, let's split the baby in half. And like, that's crazy. Well, you get to figure out real quick who the real mom is. The one that says, no, give the, give the baby to the other mother. Okay. That's the real mom because she loves the child so much. She's willing to give it up than have it die. And we're seeing right now, it seems that many of the courts don't have that biblical wisdom to find out what reality is. Instead, they're saying things like, this is an analogy that I've been using lately, and it's, Your Honor, the defendant has burnt my house to the ground. And then the judge says, Well, plaintiff, you don't have a house. Your Honor, it's because he burnt it to the ground. I don't have a house. And the judge says, Well, your case is moot because you don't have a house that could be burned. It was listening to a, um, it was on YouTube, it was live streamed on YouTube of Robert V. Austin. It's one of the cases that I'm a witness in. And that was, 
that was the impression that I got from from listening to it is, well, you don't have a case, it's moot, because the two people are now out. It's like, well, what about all the other people that are injured for the same exact reason? And those two people who are now out, they're out because they were forced out. Yeah, I think I'm behind on the time, Sam, but I think the vaccine mandate is no longer applicable to our military members. Is that? That's right. But they still harmed many, many people. Yes. Yep. Yeah. To your point, these people have already been kicked out, uh, careers ruined. I'm sure, you know, retirements have been withheld and, and yet the rule is not in place anymore. So now what do we do? And I would hope there would be some sort of back pay or like we, we were already talking about accountability. There has to be something that happens to to provide justice to these individuals. I had friends who were going through the process of getting exemptions and fighting, um, you know, the service to not get the vaccine. And I know that now they've been vindicated because it's changed. Um, but what would have happened if they were forced out? What What would be the case for them today? I don't know. Yeah. And that's that's what I love about your podcast is you're helping people to stand on, on the word of God, not just go with the times because it's hard to stand. Well, I hope so. I, uh, it's touching to hear you say that, Sam. I don't, like I said, it's a blog. I'm trying to get God in front of people as, as much as possible. And it's certainly a struggle for myself, like I said. Um, and I, I have questions about my beliefs and I have questions about the world as we know it. And I know that other people probably have those same questions. So we're almost figuring this out together. Um, if there was a, a safe show community out there, if you want to call it that. Um, but the, the hope is that we're, we're changing the culture for the positive by focusing on, on higher aims, um, you know, relationship with God and, and other, you know, biblical principles. But it's interesting that just talking about God in a, a podcast that I put out weekly gets people's attention because it's, uh, counter it's, it's revolutionary. You know, I'm, I'm the punk rocker in the eighties in 2022. It's just have, have a couple of kids get married and, and, you know, go to church. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. That's the rebel. That's the rock and roll lifestyle is be monogamous and have children and <laughs> be stable. I mean, yeah, doing it, doing it's fun. I, I'm very grateful for my life. Everything's great. Um, you know, I played with toddler. I play with a, a, an infant. My wife and I do date night when we can. Um, and it's the good life. You know, we, we know exactly what we believe and we are trying to stay as consistent as possible. Um, a few years ago when I wanted to start a podcast, my whole mantra was going to be, um, the three C's. It was going to be, uh, choice, conviction, and consistency. And I still try to focus my life like that. Uh, it's just not a focus of the podcast. We've, we've made some changes <laughs> since that mantra came to me, but, uh, we just want, my wife and I want to choose to do the honorable thing to reject virtue, to choose vice. We want to, uh, remain firm in our convictions and we want to be consistent in, in those ends. Um, I don't know if you are a nerd like me, Sam, but there was the, the Punisher daredevil TV shows on, on Netflix, um, way back in the day. Um, and one of the scenes between those two characters, the Punisher tells daredevil that he's, uh, a man, a half measure. He's, you know, he doesn't have any convictions because he lets criminals get away. Um, and we don't have to go into the whole lore of the show, but that's what stuck with me is, am I, am I a half measure? Am I someone who can finish the job, um, that I say I'm going to set out to do? 
Um, so that's that's kind of where that three C's came from. Um, but now in these days, I just try to be uh, be a man, be a man, and be good at being a man. <laughs> and I try to do do what's right for my family. I want to make it very clear that no one here is advocating for vigilante justice. I want to make that very clear for all the CI agents that are listening. Um, because, hi, yeah, we know you're listening. Um, yeah, we're not advocating for that. Only legal means. Yeah, let me get abundantly clear that that's not what he's saying. He's, he's saying, am I, am I able to stamp out the, the evildoers in, in my own soul, even? Because there's times where I see things that I want to do. and No, that it's mostly focused inward. Am I doing the things that I say I'm going to do? There's plenty of, you know, New Year's resolutions that are coming in the next few days in January. Am I a person who would pick a New Year's resolution and would I follow through on it? Um, that's all I seek to be. Um, I just use the, the goofy example from a TV show so everybody kind of understands where I'm coming from with that. That's great. I love it. All right. Is there anything else that you want to leave us with? I uh, just hope the listeners out there understand, you know, the, the passion projects that you and I have here, Sam, is, is to point people in the right direction. Um, and that's away from partisan politics. It's away from, you know, we can you and I could go back and forth on the pandemic or, or COVID or, or any of these things. But people need to sit down with their family um, and focus on what's important. And that's your relationship with God. Are you, are you doing the right things? Are you um, winning the day to that to that end instead of, you know, material wealth or or being right on social media? Um, and I hope that somehow through all this, people are, are better off for it. Um, and if they're mad at the two of us for talking about God, I hope they want to have a conversation with us and that God works through that conversation. Um, I think that that would, that would be great. But uh, yeah, thank you. thanks for all you're doing, Sam. Um, I, I didn't say it yet, but I appreciate your military service. Uh, it's no small thing, uh, especially in the position that you're in now. Um, it's a big deal. So when people say thank you for your service, I hope, I hope that you're willing to hear that. No, and, and thank you for your service because you've done more physically challenging things than I will hopefully ever have to do because I got a paper cut the other day. It was pretty rough. Um, but <laughs> Hey, fair enough. <laughs> sorry, being silly. But no, but I truly appreciate it. Thank you. And, you know, I think kind of to think of, kind of summarize what you're saying too is like every day that we make our life a little bit better, we make our kids' life a little bit better, we leave a better place for them. Yes. Yeah, amen. Exactly. Um, I sort of speak in circles and, and ramble, but I think you, you really hit the nail um, right on the head there, Sam. Well, thank you and God bless. And may the Lord continue to bless you in your in your voice and give you be, to be his mouthpiece on this earth. Thank you, Sam. You as well. Yeah, Ave Christus Rex. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. And, and hail the King. Just a reminder for everyone out there, duty uniform of the day, the full armor of God. Let's all make courage more contagious than fear.